With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter. Badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com. And subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. I got that nerd rage. Nerd rage. I got that nerd rage. gentlemen and ladies, to uh, another, it's the end of the month, so you know what that means, it's time to start hurting nerds. Uh, this is Nerd Herders, my favorite podcast I've ever done uh, with my fellow nerd herders. Uh, my name is Craig Legans. I, I am just one of the many uh, people that helped put this podcast on for you fellow nerds, and I'm joined by my favorite married nerd couple that isn't Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Please welcome back to Nerd Herders, Veronica Vargas and her better half, Damien Vargas. Welcome back, gentlemen and lady. The man who makes it all go. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain because he's out busting ghosts. Who are you going to call? Dan Calachico. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Your favorite show, huh? Making notes, Craig. That I've ever done at the podcast. It's even my favorite comic book show. I've ever oh, done don't tell. Oh, yes. Don't, if Steve I ever did. hears that, he's going to tune in one week. You know he's going to tune in the week you say that. Go, what the? I kid, because the only reason I'm qualified to even talk about nerd stuff, because I host another podcast called Comic Book Gurus that is unfortunately uh, on hiatus due to a deadly uh, plague that's um, – going across the universe but i digress we're here to talk about fun stuff and uh damien before we went on the air um before uh this is during rehearsal um we found out that there was a uh, breaking news um we i didn't break yeah. anything so hit it all right so we actually have some breaking news because nerd culture involves everything and sometimes we cross over to the world of pro wrestling Uh-oh. uh breaking news comes out of the very opening of nxt now, um, Carrie oh. Cross, Keith Lee's match had been cut short because he had been worked like a quarter or three quarters of the match with a separated shoulder. Yes. They were slated to open the show, and the curse came true of a new champion opening the show. 
due to his separated shoulder, Karrion Cross has relinquished the title wow. after just uh, going over for it this past Saturday night against Keith Lee. You know, any other incarnations of disturbed dreams on WWE TV just have no luck. Yes. So Karrion Cross is now the Finn Balor of NXT. Uh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that just came out. Apparently, there's going to be, like, some sort of four-way or whatever. But the bigger news, of course, is, unfortunately, he fell cursed to the same uh, thing as that happened to Finn Balor, separating his shoulder after a monstrous undefeated push, and now, unfortunately, has to relinquish the title. That is, yes, that is, sucks uh, big time. Uh, Karen Cross has such a great look and great body. Everything that's, he's already WWE ready. And, you know, and like you said, Damien, the, the, the undefeated push, uh, just rotten, horrible luck. You know, I don't know if you guys saw the match at, uh, at TakeOver. You kind of saw it when it happened, uh, you know, or at least the, the bulging disc in his shoulder is kind of a giveaway. Yeah, oh, God, uh, yeah, for the collarbone, yeah. It's like, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. And, Damien, you <laughs> – you, right there. <laughs> because you've been in the ring, you've, you 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 kind of you kind of saw it before everyone else. It's like I'm like, oh, that looks uh, they can probably buff that right out. But yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you were like, nah, it's gonna gonna be a while. No, no, no. <laughs> that, 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 that don't go there. That's not where that goes. It shouldn't bend that so, way. Oh yeah, sad unfortunate situation because, like you said, there is hot. There's you know, like you said, he's the full package. They they said if they even said if Adam Cole had his size, forget about it. Like because this guy's got. Everything. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just the same. I, I feel really bad for the guy. And the guy was apparently really upset. Triple H was upset for him. He's like, you know, he literally told Triple H, he's like, this is the biggest moment and match of my entire career. Everything I've done, mm-hmm. nothing is bigger than this moment than to have this happen. And apparently, I guess he wanted to fight through it. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, if the injury is that bad, that it's just not going to be able to happen. To even kind of protect him, so to speak, until he's yeah. ready. But I guess if It'll be a much longer duration than expected. So, unfortunately, we're our breaking news is um some unfortunate news to start out with. <laughs> I got all excited and stuff. <laughs> like, ooh, yeah, that's okay. Well, uh, that is bad news for for uh for Mr. Cross. Um, but this whole nerd herder thing is it just fell right in our laps because as bad news as that is, we have to rel- relinquish the NXT champion. Chip, uh, this week was DC fandom. So we mm-hmm. transitioned from bad news to nothing but good news because we got a oh, yeah. simply orgasmic amount of comic content, movies, oh, TV, yeah. all that, that in the DC fandom that happened earlier this week. Uh, we're going to cover yeah. as much as you want, but um, what did you yeah, guys see? Well, usually what we're going to, what the way we do is we throw a couple little tidbits out to you, just, just kind of like your little appetizers before your main topic. So yes. this is kind of like our roundtable discussions, opinions, and everything like that as well. Yeah, like a good drug pusher, you give us a taste first, and then we get thirsty for more. And so, yes. With the pot and you make your way up to, all the way up to the heroin. <laughs> you got it, Veronica. That's exactly what that's the exact analogy I was going for. Thank you. You get me. That's, that's, I am the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know what? It could have been a lot worse because what I was going to say earlier was how, you know, since we're on, you know, this is our, our once a month show. I mean, I, I was going to say, I'm going to say it anyway. We're like Dan's period. We are. 
we are the blo- we are the bloody yes we are the bloody spots in his underwear that's exactly what we are that's not that's not why my underwear is bloody <laughs> just so you know just so you know <laughs> well, everybody is now tuning out <laughs> bye everybody bye everybody bye. Socks came into the room right as that was happening. He's like, I'm out. So, so he's like, he's like, he was like Grandpa Simpson at the uh, the, the, the hospital, the, yeah. at the brothel. Just walks in, take his hat off, takes it back on, and go, Damien, what do you got for us? Uh, on to our next little tidbit before we get into the big stuff. I saved this one because I wanted to get Miss Foxy's reaction to it because oh. um, she kind of had smatterings of it, but I got a little more information. Uh, it was confirmed about a day or two ago that Powerpuff Girls is getting a live television show treatment on the CW. Mm-hmm. Now, and further information on it, it's not, you know, them as the little girls or anything like that. What it actually is, is it's following them as young adults who now resent they've lost their childhood due to crime fighting. Oh, so, wow. I'm just... I, I don't know how they're going to pull off a live action version of Powerpuff Girls. Um, so and then as young adults, it's gonna it's gonna basically be Riverdale. If it's going on to the CW, it's gonna be essentially Riverdale slash Buffy slash Charms, catering to that audience, which I understand. And still I, making I, them older. I was that young adult watching Buffy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't like that at all. I don't I, like. I, well, we still have to see it, so um, they could change your mind, and I just it would be interesting to see how they how they pull it off. So that's that's one. A lot of teens angst though. Like are whole... we going to get the, the transvestite devil? Oh, the world. probably. If it's, on C- if it's on CW, yes, because they they that's a very L- LGBTQ heavy network, so. They're all about inclusiveness, so I would not. Everybody would be waiting for Mojo Jojo. Bring on the Mojo Jojo. And are we gonna get the woman that you only ever see her legs? Well, they're gonna. I have expectations. I watched. I purposely had my parents get Cartoon Network in this house when they moved in here, so I could purposely watch Powerpuff Girls, even though I was already like 19 years old. (laughs) I have expectations. (laughs) Okay. All All right. So. That will be the way to go ahead, Dan. I just, I just want to say, somebody who lived through the reboot of a of a famous uh, franchise, it's 2020, uh, and I'm not naming names. Y'all need to stop with the no. There's no need. I don't want this. Why? Why does it need to happen? And just let it happen. You're not discrediting that you need to see some tangible proof, Foxy, to be like, I need to, I need to see this before I decide it's good. That's that's okay. I I understand that, but everybody's reaction is to say no. First of all, too bad it's happening. Uh, <laughs> not broke, don't fix it. All right, Danny, I'm going to mention you. Not broke, don't fix. The show still exists. You can watch it whenever you want. Exactly. It doesn't break the original show that everybody was like when Ghostbusters came out. It ruined my childhood. It's right there. Right there. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Childhood's not going anywhere. Shut up. I hate that. I hate that. I hate my the only feelings when it comes to, my only feelings when it comes to things of this is okay, we, we decided for I write. I'm a creator. I'm a writer. So sure. when I do hear things, my initial reaction is anger because of the lack of 
flat out original ideas as opposed to taking the skeleton of something that already was. That's yeah. my only angst against it. Will I see a trailer and further determine how I feel? Absolutely, like everybody should in the world. It's just a matter of the original content. Give me something a little new. That's when it. I see, oh, Danny, shove your thank you up your ass. Uh, when I see the, <laughs> when I see the, when I hear that, I, 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 I'm not saying you're wrong, Foxy. Shut up. I'm not saying. Also, your husband will beat me up. Um, well, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna say it anyway. Um, <laughs> but whenever I see that, I I look at Hollywood and I I see when people say I want original ideas, and then I see what makes money. That's what people are gonna do. There's yeah. there's yeah. very few original ideas where people are like, we're gonna go see this in droves now. Very little. There's a few. Uh, Knives Out is the last one I can think of, which took a completely. A uh, basic concept and turned it on its ear, and it was original. And everybody's like, "This is really good." Um, or, or you take an original idea and people give it a shot, and it's and they they hate it. Like this best example, Sharknado. How original was Sharknado? Very oh, good. Hated it. And then now all of a to like four or five. And people still hate it. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea three came out too, so yeah. But you see celebrities oh. fighting to be a part of Sharknado. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. They're like, dude, I'll be in it for free. <laughs> they were like, I want to die by the drugs. I just, I'm vehement. I can't even say the word. I'm absolutely against um, the neg- The No, I don't want to see it. Well, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I really am. I just, I can't be. The other day. Mm-hmm. But just to throw this into the remakes, and then I'll shut up because you guys are the stars here. I found out that, that Morgan Creek is redoing The Exorcist. I heard. heard. The <laughs> fucking Exorcist. Okay. And even part of me was like, why? <laughs> but I was like, no, no, I can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back, see what happens, and I'm gonna wait because that would be very hypocritical of me. Um, I that TV show I started watching that continued the story was really good, and they got two seasons out of it. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna sit back, I'm not gonna say a word. <laughs> Go ahead, good, say the words. The other reason why this is going on is, um, well, okay, yeah. I have a very very bad phobia with that movie. Oh. She can't hear. She can't yeah. hear. She can't hear record from the thing. She can't see I, the picture. Anything. I, so I like. You know, you're you're, okay. you're, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. But like, I. Should I stop posting pe- pictures of Peter Gabriel from the '70s? Because that's what they stole. <laughs> no, I, I. It's it's bad. It's like really bad. We I, were we uh, our honeymoon weekend. Yeah, our honeymoon weekend. We went to Chiller Theater, oh, no. and she was there. I couldn't enter the room. She yeah. I ran out of. I ran screaming out of stores because like the movie poster is there, and like I see it and I flip out. I I can't do it. Yep. Can't do it. Well, That's how I actually found out while we were dating. We were in like one of those t-shirt shops in the village, and it happened to be a t-shirt way up, and I didn't. And she. I'm like, where are you going? She, she went right out the door. I said, oh shit. And I tried to face that fear. I have. There's two movies that we cannot talk about in this house. And I'm not going to elaborate because I'll get something thrown at me. (laughs) Poltergeist and E.T. Got it. So the Steven Spielberg thing. Got it. Um, 
Foxy, if I could, uh, if I could Freaky Friday with you, I would give you my, I would take away your fear of that movie and give you my complete apathy towards that film. I, I've gotten into an argument with my executive producer, Steve Morrison, about that film. I still believe it's the most overrated movie I've ever seen in my life. You've had to argue with me too, son. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, so, uh, but uh, to, to your point, Dan, about they're not, it not being necessary, uh, it's going to happen whether, um, whether we like it or or not or don't like it whether exactly it what you said. Yep. The, by the way craig the first person i texted when i found that out was him i was yeah. like did you see this he goes oh you're kidding me <laughs> <laughs> the one thing i actually can say in defense of that movie of all things is mm -hmm. that even if they're going to go ahead and they're going to redo it and that's absolutely fine but nothing will touch that original and oh, no. the makeup and no, the effects and, and the fear that it instilled in people and the both that good fear of oh my god i want to see it again and that fear that has been instilled in me because i was forced to watch it as a four-year-old from my catholic grandmother who said that would happen to me if i sinned yeah well so, i i saw the uh when they re-released it in theaters and they added the seven too. minutes with the spider walk uh -huh. because I had already seen it twice. I'd seen it, it showing my age here. I saw it when it premiered on, uh, on network television. It was a network TV event, The Exorcist. Saw it then. I saw it when I was old enough to write my own videotapes and I saw it then. And then I saw it in the theater because I still wasn't getting it. I still don't understand. I still didn't understand what was the big deal about this film. Steve and um, I are going to talk behind your back so much tomorrow. I'll talk and you can talk in front of you can talk in front of my back. I will tell you the exact same thing. But I mean, I've given this movie so many opportunities yeah. because it's so revered and it's so classic, incredibly well made, the score, everything. But I just it, it didn't get me. I without naming without naming names, uh, the third one's very good. I agree with Steve in that. That one is. I, I was able to watch the third one. Third one is very good. I saw the second one in the theater. Oh, well, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> the, the second uh, one was... Can the I third tell you? one was really... Yes, good. Well, I'm, I'm a master. I basically love myself. I'm like, I'm scared of it. I'm going to watch it anyway. Oh, the third one's the third one. Like Steve mentioned, Craig, if you haven't seen the third one, I'm assuming you've seen it. No. Oh, I'm not going to puff it up and say you have to see it. If you ever get a chance, go ahead and give it I'll a view. It's very well made, and it's got one of the best jump cuts. It's not even a jump cut. It is a. It's not like a kinetic jump, Michael Bay jump scare. It is a uh -huh. one shot jump scare at the end of the scene. And every time you see it, you don't know it's you don't know when it's coming. It's absolutely terrifying. Here's my side note about that movie we can't mention. What? Uh, I'm bitter towards uh, William Freakin because he's the one that started the breakup of the band Genesis. Oh. I and it's know. during the filming of this movie that son of a bitch saw that uh, Peter Gabriel wrote a little story idea at the back of the Genesis live album in '73. He goes, you know, I want to work with that guy. They have a meeting, they start talking about movies, and he's talking about leaving the band, and freaking goes, wait, wait, I don't want to break the band up. You got to go back. <laughs> and that's what happened. And that's when Peter started going, I have to write my own stuff. I was like, God damn Anyway, fuck you, really. All right. He did like that. Okay. Well, moving on to our last we, little we got from, from Powerpuff Girls to The Exorcist. Amazing transition. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Oh, this is this is how it all works. I mean, what happened to me last time? I bust 
stood out with a petition thing when you were talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah, this, this is how this works. This is how this show works. This well, is how we do a it. little news tidbit before we I mean, actually ties us into our previous episode. Um, it has been said that Olivia Munn is in final talks to make her return to G4 TV. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, still no other details, but she, apparently she is in final talks to make her grand return to G4 TV. Excellent. Oh, I'm just like, with me, I just opened a couple of days. Okay, let's get Kevin Ferrero. Let's, let's, let's get this one out. Hey, let's get this one and this one and this one. And then we'll add in Xavier Woods. Let, I was going to say, can we replace Xavier, uh, Tallarico with Xavier? Please. <laughs> and that's coming from my own Italian brethren. Can we do I can do without that guy. We're good. Um, <laughs> I, I remember when her grand exit happened. And she was going to yeah. be this an actress, and I I really thought that she was going to be a really good actress, and I can't. Well, she's done a lot of stuff. I mean, she's got she's built quite the resume. Hell yeah! She, well, she has built quite the resume. I thought her Psylocke was fine. We could argue about those movies, yeah. but I thought she was fine, and I got to see her naked in Magic Mike. And yes, I watched both Magic Mike because everybody in that fucking movie is pretty. Yes, even Kevin Nash. Yes, even Kevin <laughs> Nash. Take a ride down those. Never mind what. I've never seen Magic Mike. Um, me, ne- me neither, two. Fox. It's okay. And don't want, don't watch it with the children. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm that just... being said, we've given you all your little appetizer tidbits. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the G4 Go. thing. I really, Go. I really want to. I really am. I really hope they put it on TV. Uh, I, do, I, I know we talked about yeah. it briefly last week. Um, I really don't think it works the same if it's just on YouTube because, as I said, you have Funhouse. You have uh, Achievement Hunter. Uh, 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 Let's Play. You have all those guys, and I think you just add to it. I don't think it's special unless somebody lets, gives them a network. Even if it starts at, like, the end of the day on the network somewhere, like G4 takes over at 6 mm. or something. I really hope they try the TV thing, especially yeah. now that a lot of people are home. I, I really hope they try that because uh, I don't, I, I don't want to see it go on YouTube and then, and then just crash and burn again. That make me sad. I mean, they were trendsetters, and the smartest thing for them to do as trendsetters that they were would be to be on TV because right now everyone is doing YouTube, everyone is doing Twitch and podcasts and such. That the smartest thing to do would be doing the complete opposite. Yes. <laughs> we're back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Channel 48. We're back. That's it. All right. Well, as I said, those are your advertisers and tidbits. It is now time for the main course. And boy, do we have a main course after the DC fandom and everything like that. So it's like, it's honestly, it's like, where do you begin? Because everything over the, <coughs> excuse me, everything over those 24 hours is like, Boom. Blockbuster announcement. Blockbuster announcement. Blockbuster announcement. In case you missed it, here's another blockbuster announcement. In case you missed that one, here's another blockbuster announcement. So we'll try to start from the lowest and go to the highest, um, which there really isn't many. Um, starting out with, I'm going to start with um, Wonder Woman 1984. Like, that actually, uh, this new trailer looks really good. 
I like it. Was, like, I liked it with the first trailer alone, but the added parts to it definitely made me go, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like nice. I'm not really like a huge Wonder Woman fan, but I was like, "All right, this movie looks like it's gonna kick ass." Can I? Can I just say? Um, can I get Kristen Wiig's number, please? Yeah, I mean that was really the. What's Doesn't she look so different in this movie? Yeah, I, and past the joke, she looks hot, but she looks good. And the little shots you got of her, oh my! I was like, oh my god, they're gonna pull this off. They're gonna fucking pull this off. It's gonna be amazing. This she's gonna be the villain of the year. I guarantee it. I mean, considering what else is going on in the real world, she'll be the villain of the year. Most definitely, I mean, yeah, and, and like this is. This is definitely, I mean, she's done, like, little dramatic stuff here and there, but, like, this is really, like, a completely different side and role for her now. And I'm actually excited to, to see it. Like, I've, and again, I'm not a Wonder Woman fan, but I'm like, all right, this actually looks pretty freaking kick-ass right now. This is looking good. Wonder Woman. Anyone who saw so actually, Wonder Woman. I'm I'm thinking a lot uh at this with because Patty Jenkins obviously knows what to do with this uh with this role and with uh and any and a lot of people echoed your statements, uh, Damien, that weren't Wonder Woman fans and just only knew like the Linda Carter TV show or didn't know anything about it, and they came away from the first one. And I took people to see Wonder Woman in a theater and they left absolutely blown away, uh, just because of how good it was it 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 was how well it was made and how just a, a damn good film it was. It's still the best as far as DC movies go. That's still Wonder Woman, in my opinion, is still number one uh, up there. So it didn't surprise me at all that this one would just, again, like uh, like Foxy said, the first trailer was was amazing. Uh, and this one showing Kristen Wiig as, uh, as Cheetah, or just a little glimpse of, of Cheetah was amazing. And with actresses like that, Damien that could do comedy and drama and stuff like that. When they take on a superhero role, it just opens them up and you see like take Kate Blanchett from uh from Thor. You know, she's a two-time Oscar winner. You know, she mm-hmm. does Woody Allen movies, she does art house films. When she got the she got the, the script and she had got to wear a costume and be a badass, you saw a completely different Kate Blanchett and she dominated that film. I mean, Thor Ragnarok had so many special effects and so many didn't Hulk and all that stuff, but seeing her, that's what made the film. And like you said, mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig will make this movie, and because she's just good in everything she does anyway, but now that she gets to be a, a comic book villain, oh my god. Um, I don't even just need to see any more trailers uh, to know that that movie's going to. I want to see it in a theater though, kids. I really, really do. Uh, because it leads into another tidbit yeah, I have for... Yeah. For uh, for later on in the in the show, but yeah, Wonder Woman '84, my favorite year. I uh, cannot wait. Awesome. All right. Well, other news, little tidbit coming out of everything. It has been confirmed that Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton will both be playing Batman in the upcoming Flash movie. Watch. Yes, so you get so now we get both camps get to celebrate their favorite Batman. So I don't have to war with either one of those the Michael Keaton fans or the, the truly, you know, the great Ben Affleck fans, the ones that actually know who the best Batman is. So very, very excited about that. Flash, <laughs> Flashpoint, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's one of the seminal series in DC history where, you know, where in the Mar- Marvel you have multiverses and in DC, you have different Earths, 
And it was kind of touched on in the Flash season finale. We got to see different Earths. We got to see uh, Harvey Bullock from Earth 89. We got to see uh, the Smallville Earth. We got to see uh, Doom Patrol. So DC's taking that, the movie's taking that cue from the TV show, which is the one thing Marvel's lacking. They don't connect their TV and their movies. But the, 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 uh, the Flashpoint movie, now we'll have both Batman in them, the Michael Keaton version and the superior Ben Affleck version. Very excited about that. Um, maybe they'll even have the TV version of Flash in the movie, kind of like a turnabout is fair play. Because the movie version of Flash absolutely uh, made then, it to the TV so, series. Yeah, and then the, 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 like the, the burning question, I think, is obviously with the Michael Keaton aspect. It's like, okay, is he going to be like Batman slash Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond? Is Are they going to CG him a little bit and make him younger and put him back in the suit? So there's definitely a lot of questions that arose out of this. Um, I never really, I mean, I saw tidbits of here and there of, of Affleck as the grizzled uh, veteran Batman. And I, and I got to say, since the key, I did like what I saw out of Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm-hmm. And again, we've mentioned this in the past, like when you take on that role, remember you're not taking on one role, you're taking on two. Right. When you play a convincing Bruce Wayne and a convincing Batman. And through the years, I think Keith was one of the ones that was able to do the two, surprisingly. Other than that, like, George Clooney, great Bruce Wayne, not yeah. a great Batman. Val no. Kilmer, decent Bruce Wayne, horrible Batman, and so on and so forth. But, like, Ben Affleck was re- really encompassed that grizzled veteran Batman. I love how you skipped Christian Bale in that whole thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christian okay, Bale a was a great... I skipped Christian Bale. There is a reason. Go ahead. The reason why I, I I can't take him seriously as Batman because of the he- heavy lisp. I can't do it. No, it's not even the growly voice. It's the lisp that's in it. It's like, bro, you are not intimidating with that lisp. I'm sorry. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Hockey pads. But I will say... I'd just be giggling at him. As a criminal, I'd be giggling at him. Dude, you got a lisp. <laughs> he ma- he He may... I get it. He made a great Bruce Wayne, though, because, you know, when he bought the hotels, when he, you no, know, the, he, when he, when he hit the cover story that he got drunk and burned down the, the Wayne Manor, that's typical Bruce Wayne stuff. So he did a great Bruce Wayne. Uh, ben Affleck, to me, is my favorite Batman because it was the only Batman uh, to, from the Dark Knight version, uh, the Dark Knight Returns version, uh, that had been Batman for 25 years, old, grizzled, uh, just a complete sad sack, and that's the only Batman that hasn't had its proper due in a solo movie. That's why, and he's the only Batman in the whole litany of, of film Batman to have his costume is exactly like it was in the comic book. No other Batman on film has that. His yeah. his suit in Batman yeah, v Superman was exactly from Dark Knight Returns. Um, and I think he did an amazing job. I've said on a previous podcast, as a matter of fact, on our last one, why I didn't think why Michael Keaton isn't my Batman and how who I thought would have done a better job than him, uh, several other people, but um, that's neither here nor there. But um, that the fact that he's going to be in it is, uh, is great because like him or not, uh, my, and I love Michael Keaton, I just didn't like him as Batman. 
he's got the seminal line. Um, he was the first to say, I'm Batman. Yeah, no one can take that away from him. Mm-hmm. Still should have been Kurt Russell, but um, we'll leave that yeah. as it may. And uh, and it, it look forward to, to Flashpoint, because if, if Flashpoint, the movie, and, and really it's saying something about Ezra Miller, that everyone's talking about Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton instead of the star of the film, uh, Ezra Miller, who is playing Flash. So it is his film. So I, and I know we're going to talk about Justice League uh, before this is over, but I, as far as Ezra Miller, I was going to say something about Michael Keaton, but let me just say about Ezra Miller, he was fan-fucking-tastic in that movie. And he has my favorite moment in Justice League. Uh, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it by now, when they're fighting, when Superman comes back, and they're fighting him against the memorial, and this dude thinks he's going to get around him and starts running towards to get around Superman. And And Superman just doesn't even turn his head. He just turns his eye. And then I get chills thinking about that, right? That was perfect. And then it cuts back to the Flash going. (laughs) Ezra Miller, his Flash in Justice League was exactly Tom Holland's Spider-Man in Marvel. That was his, that was. It was perfect. He was perfect. I know there's a whole television show, but he's my Flash, and I think he'll steal the show when it comes down to it once they get this Flash. There have been people waiting for Flashpoint for so long. I'm so happy they got both of the – that they got two Batmans to do this. I, I, it's going to blow people's minds they get it right. As far as Michael Keaton goes, I grew up watching Johnny Dangerously as a kid. Yeah, my mom let me watch that. Uh <laughs> I am so goddamn happy he's back after Birdman, and he he was the 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 vulture. They pull when they open the door after that montage, and he opens the door as her father. Yeah, I will never forget the collective <gasps> in that full theater when it opens the door, and he's just standing there. Hey, hey, Pete! Oh, holy shit! I'm so bad. I'm so happy he's back. I love Michael Keaton, and he kind of went away for a little while, and now he's gonna be Batman again. I'm nerdgasming all over the place. You <laughs> I, I, I love Michael Keaton, and the people that I want to, and I want to address this to the people that I've had uh, differences with were Michael Keaton. I just like with you, Johnny Dangerously. I saw Johnny Johnny Dangerously in a theater. Yeah, I saw Gung. Yeah, I am old, and I <laughs> but I also saw Gung Ho. And Night Shift right, right. and Mr. Mom in a theater. So I paid to see Michael Keaton. That's yeah. how much I loved him. I, I watched Michael Keaton do stand-up on the Midnight Special, and I thought he was great. So I love Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was a stand-up guy? Yes, that's yeah. where we got started. I have to look this up. That's amazing. Dan, why do you think I was so upset when I heard he was cast as Batman? Why are you yelling okay? at me? Because that's why I want people to get when he was cast as Batman. I said, you want... Well, Hold on. First of all, let me just say, anybody that argues with you is usually wrong because you know your shit. So let me just say that right now. If, if anybody's arguing with this dude, yeah, but he was really good. Take that perspective of a guy that grew up literally of age watching Michael Keaton, why he was worried about that role in the first place. I don't I understand your point of view. Kiss my ass, but I understand your point of view. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to explain to anybody on this show your point of view. Because, again, we'll talk about it later, as we've seen, every time there's a casting in Batman, somebody bitches about it. Yes. 
And so <laughs> when so way back in 1988, when the Warner Brothers was, make, was making a Batman film, yeah, absolutely no one was saying, "Oh, it's got to be Michael oh. Keaton." Yeah, no, I get it. You know, <laughs> I completely, I completely understand your your your. Yeah. I get it. I understand why you're like, why the fuck? Why the but fuck and but Dan, just like I did all the other times, all the other movies, I I saw Batman in the theater three times. Paid yeah. to see it all every time. Paid for other people. Took dates to see it. <laughs> Because I was so thrilled about having it. I don't know if dates. you noticed or not. Yeah, dates. dates. <laughs> but the same movie. Yeah, yeah the, the same, same movie. movie. <laughs> and then I had to act surprised when I saw it was a different one. They go, oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, happens. some things never change. No, they do not. Yeah. No more things change. Uh, so, yeah, so having Michael Keaton back, um, and I, I'm just absolutely enthralled. And because he's got a set, because he's such a damn good actor, he's always going to have a career. But to to go back and to get a chance to do that for so for a generation of people that that is their Batman, and I'm not trying to take that away, because he is a seminal part of film history because he was the first big screen Batman uh, mm. to to make it a uh, and he made the the role his own. Um, and you know how some people say I can't see anyone else in the role. I can still see other people in the role, but he's a Batman that we have, and it's like we can't do anything about it. He didn't take my childhood; he just took my idea. It's like, wow, Mr. Mom is kicking somebody's ass. I didn't see that. Hunt Stevenson is already is a badass. Yeah, yeah. It's true though, because the same Batman debate can be said about the Joker debate. It's yeah, exactly. The it's the same debate. Debate. So, well, you know what gets me, kids? Foxy, Damien, if I can just for a second to kind of put this in perspective. Um, 138. I'm gonna give you some numbers. 138 and 147. There's been 138 actors that have played Dracula on screen. There's been 147 actors that have played Sherlock Holmes on screen. Please don't get bent out of shape about five Batman. Okay. (laughs) Really, not that big a deal. All right. Fine. That's a good point. Well, we all agree that Mark Hamill's the Joker, right? Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill, keep that in mind. We'll we'll put a pin on that because I have some Mark Hamill news coming up later in this uh, podcast. Nerd Herder uh, leaders, okay. take it back. Yeah, go ahead, Damien. What's right. up next? All right. Well, since we're kind of bleeding into the topic already, all right, we also got the the long-awaited trailer for many of the Jack, uh, Zack Snyder cut oh. of the Justice League. I thought you were going to a different trailer. Um, some, people, <laughs> some people were excited. Some people were like, you know, some people were just like, this is just a cash grab and everything like that. So Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer and go. Okay. First, I don't understand it. Do I want to see it? Yeah, sure. It looks good. But I don't understand the sudden, we want to see Zack Snyder's cut. When everybody actually hated and shit on Zack Snyder for so long up until he said he had a darker version cut of Justice League. So now all of a sudden we like the guy? Yeah, because like everything else he's done is gold. Yeah, because you remember on the way out, like during and on the way out, he wasn't Mr. Popular. Yeah, I I don't get the sudden craving for his footage and the sudden, oh, Zack Snyder's so great. I I think it was more so because like when Justice League finally hit, a lot of people were like, <laughs> well, I, I, what I think it was, Damien, is uh, the word of mouth when it came out uh, that the uh, on the Batman vs Superman DVD, the extra footage that made the film, you know, not infinitely better, but uh, uh, 
deservedly, I mean, or but uh, marketedly better than 40 minutes that was in the uh, in the Blu-ray uh, that people mm -hmm. didn't see. And so that whet the appetite of, oh, well, if if this added footage that wasn't in theaters makes this film that that good, so much better than the theatrical release, what else is he does he have? And that's what I think that's what whet the appetite of, of many. Go ahead, Dan. As a Zack Snyder defender to the end, the guy I was one of three people that saw Watchmen in the local theater when it, the night it debuted, by the way. It was me and three of them. Uh, so y'all kiss my ass if you think I haven't been to this argument before. I don't mean you on the show. I mean, everybody who's like, eh, Zach's not, yeah, y'all kiss my big white ass. Um, <laughs> Rich. Kiss my big, ritzy ass. <laughs> so here's the first example. Um, I'll just say this. The Justice League movie's okay. I don't hate it. I like it. It's not the greatest piece of uh, film ever put to stock but it was fine i have a lot of complaints but i complain a lot that so i'm told i don't actually but that's what they tell me the first i have two i'm going to go back to the ghostbusters well so i'm sorry um there's ghostbusters and batman versus superman ghostbusters came out a lot of people liked it but a lot of people went man batman versus superman came out a lot of people went man you're all crazy but whatever that's that's neither here nor there then the extended versions of both came out. And as much as I liked both original versions, my thought was, why the fuck did either of the studios put their hands on this movie and not release what we got? Because both versions of the, the extended version of Batman vs Superman was like, why did you cut any of this? This is perfect. Why did you touch it? The extended version of Ghostbusters. Why did you take this out? <laughs> I it agree. It there's so much stuff in Batman. Zack Snyder is right for DC because the DC movie, DC, you, you all read the books. It's long. It's There's chapters and chapters and history and years. It's like with Marvel. They went another direction. Nobody's going to argue with that formula because that was pretty fucking good. But it's, it's supposed to be long, monotonous, and angry, and, and, and dark, and gritty. And Zack Snyder exactly gave you that, and everybody's bitching. <laughs> I wanted Batman versus Superman to be four fucking hours long. I got what I wanted out of that movie. I thought it was fantastic. We could debate Martha being stupid. It doesn't kill the movie for me, because you still have, tell me, do you bleed? You will. Uh, Justice League, that trailer came out. First of all, good choice with Nirvana. I oh, not, no, that's the Batman trailer. Sorry, Batman good trailer. choice with what did they use? Yeah, God Batman, damn it! Yeah, what did they use? They, they used a specific uh, I, song, I, and now yeah. I forget. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. So, so now I don't have to think about um, um, uh, Silk Spectre and Night Owl fucking in the ship now because that ruined that song for me. Um, I think Hallelujah. I'm like, yeah, I think Hallelujah. It's gonna, it's gonna turn out the same way Batman versus Superman did for me, where it's like, why, why would you cut this? This was perfect. I, I get, I get real angry as ADD as I am, and I can't sit still. People are like, I'm gonna sit three hours and, and four hours in the movie theater. Yeah, imagine that. Sit still. 
God forbid. <laughs> if you can't, wait for it to come out on demand. If you have kids, I understand you can't go. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. But that's my point. Zack Snyder, one of my favorite things that he did was Sucker Punch. Everybody hates it. It's too dark. It's too confusing. What? Anything is dark. It's confusing. And then they don't like it. But then all of a sudden, everybody is up to Snyder cut ass. I thought y'all thought he was too dark and confusing for you. And I think what added to it, though, was like, like the actors like chiming in. Like, I, I think a lot of the cast, like Momoa and a couple of people were very vocal. They were kind of disappointed with what came out theatrically. And they were like, no, nah, what Zach had was, was, was pretty good. And then, and then that's what got the wheels mo- going on, on it. And I mean, like, that was the fact that Momoa and, and Affleck and these people were like, nah, you guys had to see what he originally well, had planned. They, they need to, like, petition for people to rewatch Sucker Punch and see how good it yeah. is. Um, and, I mean, to my understanding, too, before all this came out, I mean, th- I think this, like, boosts up Justice League now up to, like, three hours or something like that now. Yeah. And which is, which is, uh, yeah, which is standard Zack Snyder you know, stuff, right? a standard Zack Snyder movie. If you added the uh, the the footage from Batman versus Superman that was on the DVD, that would have been a three-hour film. So yeah, the uh, Blu-ray, the Blu-ray, the extended version of Batman versus Superman is like over three hours, and I'm just like, all right, give it to me. Uh, that's the version I have. I have that 4K. It's brilliant. Yeah, the, the, I played the trailer. Like the kids have not seen the original Justice League. They're more into the Marvel stuff, but like. You know, Jace, again, our middle dark child. The middle dark child. <laughs> we watching the trailer, and he just went, oh, my God, dark side. <laughs> so he just went, oh, my God, it's dark side. There you go. That's it. And I was the, like, and <laughs> Batman versus Superman has one of my favorite shots in any movie ever put out in the theaters, and it's the dream sequence. Yeah. It's the one long shot of the dream sequence where he's fighting uh, the soldiers of Superman and they're just this one shot of this, all these people converging onto Batman's location, all the aliens and all the soldiers, which cuts to a great moment with where he's hanging and being arrested, they were arrested, yeah. but he's being captured by Superman. And that's lost because, well, that movie sucked. And it's a great shot. I really wish people would give that movie a second chance and ignore the Martha thing. Jesus Christ, I could nitpick any movie and say, well, we really didn't need that. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> that, that was a great scene, Dan. And being a comic book fan, that was reminiscent of uh, a, a couple of stories, that uh, DC stories that they put together. Kind of one was from Tower of Babel, and I think another one was for... Uh, um, uh, another Justice League uh, story, so I I just thought it was great. It was a great shot. It was I, in a, anything post apocalyptic. I I I'm weirdly attracted to, but yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes too. Deck of what you said, Foxy. I don't understand. Dax Snyder was the same guy the whole time, but now you know with Justice League cut, now all of a sudden he's he's something else. But he's n- nothing about him has changed at all. But now that the Justice League is, has added new stuff, and he's going to add now all of a sudden he's marked as or we're up <laughs> Zack Snyder's ass. Uh I don't I don't get it. Um and, and Zack Snyder he he's the hero that DC movies kinda need, especially when they are more dark and gritty, with the exception of like a Wonder Woman or a Flash. But with the storyline, we always said DC was grittier than Marvel. Marvel is very bright colors and such, but DC's been gritty. Zack Snyder Yeah. Zack Snyder is the hero that DC needs when it comes to their movies being super dark and super gritty. I, 
Just want to add um, two comments. Uh, Harry says it's going to be four hours. It's going to be basically a four-part hour-long miniseries. Each. I sat through a five-hour Watchmen movie. Yeah, exactly. I had to sit through Lord of the Rings once, by not by choice. So yeah. Okay. Oh wow! I, no comment. Uh, Sox says I didn't hate it either. I thought it was mediocre, but I feel like the reason why a lot of people wanted to see this is because they feel like it's going to be a lot better than what they got. And with the reason Zach stepped away, I feel like people wanting to see what we should have got because of what happened in his life all those years ago. So I guess it's a make do people want to see. Yeah. Rewatch Sucker Punch People is good. We watch all Zack Snyder movies. Stop being such a bitch about it. How about just watch movies? Watch movies. Just watch, watch movies. movies. You got time. We, we got time. What else? What else, Damien? All right. So, time. so we're gonna we're gonna break it up a little bit because you know it's it's very you know Justice League Batman heavy stuff. So we're gonna break it up a little bit and throw a little piece of something else in there that came out from DC fandom that was uh, out of the blue. The first Black Adam teaser, which is yes. kind of had like a motion comic feel and everything like that, but like. You know, The Rock's been talking about this one for, you know, sorry, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. But he's been talking about this one for so long, and we finally got something out of it. You know, it wasn't necessarily him, but it was more like, again, it looked more like a motion comic, but it kind of gave you like a little backdrop and a feel of what the movie's going to be like and everything like that. And I got to admit, I'm kind of excited about Black Adam. The voiceover by The Rock, a.k.a. Dwayne Johnson, is what sold it. And that's the first yeah. time I was attracted to it was uh, the, it was the voiceover for uh, Black Adam because, you know, it's weird how uh, Dwayne Johnson has carved out the most successful movie career uh, of anyone in the last 10 years without doing one single superhero film. And yeah. here is his it's his first one. And it was like he was custom made for it a after years of being attached to so many comic book projects. He was supposed to be Namor, the Submariner. He was supposed to be Doc Savage, Man of Bronze. He was supposed to be uh, something else in in Marvel. But here as, as Black Adam, I think this was the perfect role for him. He looks exactly like the the comic uh, character. This trailer, I wish more movies would use trailers like this to tell a story. Yeah, because it doesn't show you anything in the movie. Exactly. It just makes, yeah, me, it just makes me want to see it. But uh, by the way, about the motion comic, I'm pretty, I'm fairly certain my theory is that the reason why they used the motion comic, and again, Craig, you're right, they should do more of that, is because they haven't been able to shoot anything because of what's going on. So, hey, can you record a voiceover? Yeah, sure, I'll do it in 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, and again, I, and I, I think, you know, again, it created a, a it, it definitely created a different way to present it, mm -hmm. which was nice. It was original. Uh, for those that weren't familiar with the character, you got a feel of the character and everything like that. And it didn't give away the movie. Because a lot of movie trailers lately literally are giving you the entire plot of a movie. Or they give you all of the, like, super-duper action scenes to where it's like the rest is just filler when you're actually watching a movie lately. It was just, just the right amount of, ooh. I am intrigued. Yes. And that's why I don't watch trailers, Foxy. It's for that, that exact reason. And sometimes what you see in the trailer does not end up in, on the screen at all. So, avoid trailers. You know, and then like, and then like when like Shazam hit, you know, after, it was a nice sidetrack to the style of what DC had been doing. It was a little bit more lighthearted and everything like that, uh, with the exception of the villain. 
And I think Black Adam's going to do the same thing. It's going to give you a little bit something different because, you know, let's face it, you know, Black Adam's not exactly a hero either, you know? I mean, and everything. So I'm definitely excited for Black Adam for sure as well as everybody else. Um, shifting gears again, trying to stay away from the bat stuff, sort of. We also got our first uh, roll call trailer for the next Suicide Squad, which actually looks better than the first one. This one looks good. And then John Cena happens to be in this one. Oh, and I, I love when they did the roll call, uh, showing all the characters, you know, Idris Alba and John Cena, and it just says, King Shark. <laughs> no King Shark. No, no, no actor. And of course, you got a real live shark. This is one of the larger casts. It probably is the largest cast of any superhero film ever made. Uh, they got a bunch of heavy hitters, uh, even found a way to get Pete Davidson in there, which is quite an accomplishment. But the the, mm-hmm. the thing what I heard about this movie though, Damien, is that it's not a sequel, but it's also not not a sequel. So yeah, I don't know. it's like it's basically like one of the World Wars or something. I think. Yeah, so, I think but, it's like a soft reboot kind of deal, right? Yeah, but they're still going to put some some people from the first movie that are in this movie. But it's yeah. So I, I don't. Think, I, I think I figured out why I like the first movie so much and why people think I'm crazy. Uh, it's Ghostbusters at the end. The first, yeah, the last 30 minutes is Ghostbusters. It's That's pretty much like Ghostbusters. So if you, if you switch yeah. any of those characters out with any of the 12 Ghostbusters that exist in the universe, you got a Ghostbusters movie at the end. That's period. That's it. It's okay. It's <laughs> not the greatest movie, but it's probably my least favorite of the however many they got. It was but a great introduction to Harley Quinn. That's what I took away from Suicide Perfect. Squad. And I like that in Birds of Prey, they kind of showed that footage, but not really showed the Joker. Like, we're going to ignore that part. But here's Church jumping into some acid. <laughs> you figure that out. My, 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 main thing, my main thing that I'm hoping, though, that they don't do with Harley, because DC, <clears throat> they're obviously in the movie universe, are trying to make her their Deadpool. And I, yeah. I, I caught like the last 10, 15 minutes of, of Birds of Prey. And, you know, she's breaking the fourth wall and she's doing the gags and she's talking to the camera. And I'm like, Harley doesn't do that. That's not Harley. She doesn't break the fourth wall and, and stuff like that. So hopefully they revert her back to the way that she's supposed to be and not acting like Deadpool. All in all, though, I was really excited to see it. Um, again, I just hope, you know, because Gunn is behind it, I just hope he doesn't make it feel too much like his first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And it still stands on his own. Uh, according to him, though, it's the biggest one he's ever done and everything like that. And I'm like, well, Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty big when you did that one. So That's let's, what I say. I'm kind of excited, though, uh, uh, for the Suicide Squad. It does look, it does definitely does look interesting. With that cast, you know, you can't help but uh, be intrigued about it. You know, again, a lot of heavy hitters, Idris Elba. And, Instead of Fluga. Uh, yeah. Who cares about Fluga <laughs> <laughs> But the original, um, uh, and the original cast from the from the first film in here, uh, Harley really is DC's MVP. It's the, really the one go-to character that they have, you know, where, whereas Marvel has several, you know, you, you have your, your core, your Iron Man, your Captain America, your, you know, and even before we get to Deadpool, Marvel's got a whole slew of MVPs. DC, the pickings are slim, you know. Uh, it's So with Harley, you know, we, we don't know if we'll ever see Henry Cable as a Superman again. Uh, we're in, we're, we got three Batman right now as we speak. So, Right now, Harley's kind of, you know, carrying the torch uh, until uh, until Wonder Woman, though. But uh, that it, it's it's great. Uh, 
that they're they're having a uh, a Suicide Squad. I know Peter Gunn is going to honor this commitment in, in order to do Guardians of the Galaxy three. So I, this this will be a good uh, a good test for him. I Definitely looking forward. To it. I really loved Birds of Prey. I really loved that movie, and there was a scene where yes, they it was ripped. I, the first thing I thought was ah Deadpool <laughs> because she's in. <laughs> She's in the police precinct looking for the kid, and they shoot up a bunch of coke, and she sniffs the coke up. And I was like, aha, they found the magic, literally, dust. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know what? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, if, as long as they pull it back, mm-hmm. I think that works for Birds of Prey, because the way they were telling that story, they framed it as it was a third wall breaker. Like, I'm the fourth wall breaker. I'm telling you the story. I'm also involved. Oh, but I'm also telling you the story of these girls here. And we have that established now. And I assume they're going to do more. I never not bust out laughing. She goes, it's a crossbow. I'm not fucking 12. <laughs> but it's, You know about uh, Birds of Prey, Dan, that it opened at number one. You're not allowed to say that because it caused uh, it caused um, Such I'm, derision. No, and I'm not, uh, do you, can you please tell uh, the Varguses that, please? That 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 argument. Uh, Foxy, Damien, uh, if I can have your ear for a second. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, um, I was commenting on the fact that uh, Margot Robbie, uh, the weekend that Birds of Prey came out, uh, she was went to the uh, the Oscars where she was nominated, and then the very next day. She was on the set of the Suicide Squad, so she had. I was commenting on what a great weekend she had. So I said, not only did she have a number one film, she attended the Oscars, and the very next morning she's on the set of Suicide Squad. Margot Robbie's amazing. All I got back from the comments, and I shared this picture of her from the set of Suicide Squad. Everyone focused on number one movie? Question mark. Well, I wouldn't call it a number one. Well, it sucked. But no other movies came out that weekend. But it really underperformed. But if it made more money than any movie that came out that weekend, that's what a number one film is. I had to fight mm-hmm. people on this. They were arguing with me. I wouldn't call it a number one. I'm, it's not my opinion. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie of all time. I'm saying that it made more money than any movie that opened that weekend. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. I still got people arguing with me. Really? Number one? Question mark? Well, I wouldn't call it a number one film. It only made $33 million. But no other movie made $33 million. So it's number one. I made $33 million. I feel like number one, too. Can I have only $33 million? It's not that much? Like, come on. I I had to go Dickie Roberts on them, Damien. Do you remember the movie Dickie Roberts, former child star with David Spade? You know how much money Mm -hmm. it made opening weekend? Six million dollars. You know what other movie opened it that weekend that made more than that? Zero. You know what that means? Dickie Roberts was a number one film. Yeah, that's exactly. how that works. Exactly. I was just watching this on the cover. I was just watching this on Facebook unfold, just texting him in private. Going, are, are are we on the same page here? I don't think we're on the same page. I don't think anybody understands that. I don't understand why me calling Bird to Prey number the number one film rubbed so many people the wrong way. And shut up, small penis people. It was a good goddamn movie. It was a good film. Well, and fine. You, shut up. Yeah. 
<laughs> when Jesus it comes to Christ, DC needs all the help it can get. So Fuck I, me. yeah, she had a gorgeous breakfast sandwich at 4K. It was beautiful. She sniffed coke. She's talking to everybody, shooting people with paint guns. Shut the fuck up. It was fine. And she had a, she had a CGI hyena. <laughs> yeah, god damn it. Eight, eight licorice, you assholes. And this, and this episode's Nerd Rage is sponsored by Dan. Fuck, me. <laughs> fuck It's just a fucking movie. It's, shut up. Sorry. Hey, what else you got, Damien? All right, well, sticking on the, uh, the Suicide Squad front, the big surprise one that came out um, over the, the that came out by fandom that no one saw coming, video game trailer for Justice uh, for Suicide Squad kills Justice League. Holy ball! Wow! Take my money now, Rocksteady. You guys roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's connect it back to wrestling real quick. Does everybody know who King Shark is in the video game? That would be Samoa Joe. And actually, what's interesting is, because I was going to bring that up, this is actually not his first voice acting credit either. I think right. this is like his second one because he did a voice uh, for the Transformer series that oh. was on Netflix. I did not know that. I did not there, know that either. I did not know that. Yes, yeah, so Samoa Joe's building up quite the uh, the voice acting uh, resume as well. But I no, will... Oh, my God. Like, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. just looks amazing i can't wait for this game i want it i gotta have it and then i i will withhold my excitement i will withhold my excitement until i see gameplay because well that'll come up in a second yeah that's rock steady well okay uh damien it seems like i thought that was a rumor i didn't know that was a real thing until like yesterday i thought oh okay well that's a nice idea but it's going to be an actual video game uh, amazing, and uh, I'm, you, I'm 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 saying this because I've got my fill of Avengers beta. I've been playing that nonstop, you know, daily. So for another superhero mm-hmm. game, I'm I'm aching for that. So great uh, news! If you haven't seen the game trailer for it, it it's amazing. It's Good absolutely trailer. amazing. It, like great comedy and everything like that. But that ending, holy shit! That ending, <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Again, if you haven't seen it, Craig, just watch the trailer. I don't, it's just like the ending is what really makes the trailer. I know you don't like watching trailers, but watch that one. Well, if for a video game, yes, I will watch trailers because uh, I'm I got to see what I'm throwing my money at. So I'm that's exactly what I'm going to do when I uh, when I get done with you guys. So what's the uh, what's the other video game news you got, Damien? Uh, okay, so then the other video game news, of course, is we got. Gotham Knights, which was rumored there was going to be another Batman game. It's like, yes, there is another Batman game, but there's a twist to it. <laughs> there is a twist to it. So Gotham Knights uh, uh, opens up with, um, you know, Bruce Wayne saying, you know, if you've received this message, I, I'm dead. And it's yeah. just like, whoa, and like that. And it basically, he leaves the mantle of, of, of keeping the peace in the city, which is already gone crazy because Batman's dead and Batman's gone, Bruce Wayne's gone. Uh, and it's left to Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood. And holy crap. <laughs> it's all like, it's just, whoa. And each one of them has their own different play style and everything like that. And of course, obviously it's going to have the multiplayer option and everything like that. But again, you know, it's running off the same engine as all the previous Batman games, so the, the 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 fighting mechanics are incredible and everything like that. But again, just look absolutely amazing. Whereas like the Suicide Squad was just a full blown you know game trailer. You didn't really get gameplay. So again, it it spoils 
that's the great thing about video game trailers. It really doesn't spoil much of anything because, and then also cinematically, you know, the cinematic, you can't take that as gameplay, but the, the, the trailer was great. But with the Gotham Knights one, they gave you the blend. They gave you the story, and then you saw some gameplay and everything. They gave you a little bit of everything, and it was just like, oh, oh dear Santa. <laughs> the Batman video games are my favorite video game franchise of all time. I, I've played more hours, lost more time, been almost fired more for being late from playing uh, Arkham Asylum, um, Arkham City, Arkham Origins and the last one, Arkham Knight. And the last one, we got the the uh, the the DLC, the downloadable content. You got to play as Harley. You got to play as as Robin. You got to play as Batgirl. So I'm glad they took that into an entire video game. Um, and this will be the first game, for what I understand, that's not going to have Batman in it. So oh, mm-hmm. hold on, wait a minute. Are we? We're not buying that he's dead, dead, right? I'm sure there is a function that might be in the DLC where you can play as Batman, okay, but, okay. but the but the four well, uh, protagonists are the ones that, that Damien just mentioned, and I'm very excited to play I am very as excited. Red Hood. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be Batgirl so much, it's not even funny, because I love her cape. <laughs> well, but then, this is the funny thing, it was almost like two trailers slash reveals in one, because you get all of this stuff, all of this stuff, and all of a sudden, you get like this chamber. And you hear this voiceover and dialogue, whatever, and it reveals. Oh, that's right. Is the Court of Owls? Yes, and that's the like, main villain. Yes. What? Here, here's so, here's how yeah, my like, fandom day went. Like right. Here, here's how my fandom day went, Damien. I was like, I forgot to keep checking back, so I kept catching shit late. So uh, the Phillies got scored against, didn't they? No, he was oh. just. He hit a double. He was he should he should have been out, but I thought so. Dead. I saw that reaction. I'm like, ah, no, shit, I know what he's about. Uh, so I missed the trailer reveal, but I saw the gameplay footage live yeah. of Gotham mm-hmm. Knight, and I was sold there. Uh, I know people are like, well, it's it's WB Montreal. I liked Arkham Origins. I don't know what the problem was, everybody. I liked that game. It's the only game I think uh, our friend Craig Steve Morrison broke twice. Yes. For playing for playing Deadpool, yeah, for playing Deathstroke, rather. Deathstroke. He would he yeah. took it out of the machine, broke it, and then immediately ordered another copy so he could play it again. <laughs> I I loved all the the Batman game. The Arkham series of Batman games is the best, and it's got the the best engine. And getting to play as Batman, uh, and going throughout the entire city of 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 Gotham, and then you know through Arkham, absolutely uh, incredible. So. Here's my, here's my shocking statement of the week. I've played Arkham City more than any Ghostbuster video game ever. Wow. I have, oh. I have played Arkham... You okay? Over there? I've played Arkham like, City so much. That is, from start to finish, one of the... I shocked purple, <laughs> shocked purple in, the, in, the, in the chat. I love the Ghostbusters video game. It's so goddamn long. It, it it it's it, it's it's long and that and that part at the end with the freaking gargoyles at the gate I did twenty seven times because it keeps taking my fucking ass. Um. So, but I played Arkham City five times through, where I played Ghostbusters three times through, from start to finish. Mm. I love that video game. The NES version, I've never gotten past the first three buildings of the NES version, and I'm not going back to that because that Ghostbusters game sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, with 
with with the Gotham Knights one, it was just like, it was literally like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and then quarter hours, oh my god, <laughs> like the whole way through that trailer, it was like, oh. I for, that's what I forgot, Damien. To tell, everybody here know who Alana Pierce is, or at least heard of Alana Pierce. Mm-hmm. All right, she used to work for IGN. She works for Funhouse. She's also a video game journalist, uh, originally from Australia. I would put her video game prowess against anybody I know. She's probably beat him, hands down. She's the gamer that I dream to be. I will never be that good, at, that good or involved in video games. I missed the trailer and watched it as her as she watched, She recorded a reveal because she is a huge Batman fan, uber Batman fan. More, Craig, she's got you beat, dude. I'm sorry, with all due respect. She's got us all beat as far as Batman. It's just not – you look her up, we lost. <laughs> but yeah. she, she she watches the trailer, and we had the – at the same time, because, again, I'd missed it, so I'm like, oh, there was a trailer. I'll watch it with Alana. <gasps> we did that at the same time the Court of House thing started, and I was like, I damn near passed out. I was, oh, my God, they're going to finally – oh, holy shit. <laughs> I don't care what comes before this. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is, and the thing All is, right. playing as those four is 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 game enough. But you add the owls to it. Now here, mm-hmm. now do we think? Let, let's go around the room. Do we think it's going to be like Avengers, where you can switch and pick who you want, or do you think you're going to have to use Batgirl and then have to use Red Hood for these missions, and then have to use Robin for these or Nightwing for these missions? I think it's going to be like last oh. uh, Arkham Knight. Um, you get to play as Batman, and then another. Uh, part of the game you get to play as Nightwing and another right. part you get to play as Robin so I think you're going to have to go through all four of these to get and I think it's going to be all four of them battling different courts of owls. Harry thinks GTA style. Dirt Herder bosses what do you think? Um, it, it's I don't see anything because they mentioned the multiplayer thing so I don't know if the multiplayer is going to coincide with potential stories or anything like that but it, it sounds more feasible, like what you guys are saying. It's going to be like, okay, play this chapter with this one and this chapter with this one and so forth and so on to put the whole story together. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> uh, I will say that. Play and watch the story. I like that DC the, was said, oh, you're having an Avengers game? That's cute. Really, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Because like, they killed it with the other two games. Yeah. They definitely yeah. did. All right. Now, leading into the last and the biggest, like, holy shit through the whole thing. So we're going we're gonna to build this one up a little bit. All right. So when Robert Pattinson was announced as uh, – it's Robert Pattinson, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Never. Okay. When he was announced as Batman, everyone went, uh, huh? <laughs> and it was like everybody was already shitting on it. Everybody was shitting on it. Top it, Don it, was shitting on it. Everybody was shitting on it. Everything. Oh, it, 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 it was Michael Keaton all over again, Damien. Yeah, but like, it, I, I, the poor guy can't get out of the Twilight bubble. So everyone was like, no, no, absolutely not, no. And then this trailer dropped. And the first one I see on my feet is Papa Don goes, all right, I'm not completely sold, but I'm I giving s- this a chance. I sent it to him. <laughs> I sent that to him. I said, I know how you feel, but I thought of you first. I sent that motherfucker to him. So I watched, we sat here, we watched the trailer. I went, fuck, this actually looks good. And then I go on Facebook and everybody went, 
all right, this accident is pretty damn good. This is pretty good. This is like, all right. And then it was like, then it had to be um, investigated a little bit because we knew Colin Farrell was, was cast as the penguin. So everybody's like, Where's the penguin? And I was like, I'm looking, I'm looking, I call, tell her, I, says, I have a funny feeling that's Colin Farrell. And sure, they got him like an all this amazing prosthetic. Holy shit, that's Colin Farrell? That's Colin Farrell. That's huh. Colin Farrell as as the penguin. Uh, and then the interesting twist is you know, the Riddler seeming to be the main uh, villain in it and everything like that, but as a homicidal killer. Like, they're going, like, a, a very, like, dark, I think it's supposed to be, like, Batman year one, year one uh, in a sense, and everything like that. Yeah. Year two? Year, year two. two. Well, it and, seems like they're incorporating a little bit of Zaz in with the Riddler. Yeah, like, yeah I was definitely thinking that they're incorporating Zaz mixed oh, with the Riddler. Oh, that was Zaz. Oh, Zaz. It's oh, the, you mean Zaz into the, Zaz. I got what you're saying. Yeah, 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 okay. It's kind of melding him into the Riddler to make him a little bit more of a threat as opposed to the comical thing that they put up in the past mm. and everything like that, but like, you know, make him actually a formidable opponent of sorts. No, but it looks, it actually looked pretty damn good. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one a whirl and, and forget Twilight for a second and just look at this as a movie. And it looks like a pretty damn good movie. Right. I, I'm good. I might be the odd person out here. And maybe to anybody watching or listening now live or in the future or to this episode, maybe I won't be the odd man out. But I'm a little Batmaned out mm. at this point. I feel, and this is nothing against the actor playing Batman, but I feel at this point in time with the DC universe and what they're accomplishing and all of the other stories like with the Justice League and Flashpoint, that there really is no need other than a money grab for another solo Batman movie. I'm sorry. And I, I have... Other than Zoe Kravitz, I don't have an interest in this movie strictly because, again, all we've known is Batman movies, all we've seen is Batman movies. Now is the time for the Wonder Woman, for the Flash, for Justice League, for Black Adam. Batman's already, we have two Batmans, a Flashpoint coming. Do we need a solo Batman movie right now? No. no. I, I don't <laughs> I, well, well, as, as we know, I mean, there's DC. And then it's Batman. <laughs> yeah. well, Batman well, star from DC. <laughs> well, well, Foxy, I can I can uh, assuage your uh, your concern, and, and it's a valid one. We don't need a we don't need another Batman to the tune of we don't need another hero by Tina Turner, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome dated reference, but um, <laughs> the original. Uh, we have a bell for every reference. Bing. But the Batman that we just saw the awesome trailer to. The, that was supposed to have been Ben Affleck's Batman. That was the title of the Batman. So they just kept the title and got because Ben Affleck was going to wrote was writing and directing the Batman, which was the sequel to Justice League, or was supposed to take place in between Bust, uh, Batman v Superman and Justice League. And the original plot mm. was for it to take place in Arkham Asylum, and uh, he was going to write it and direct it. Um, and then he gave up the directing to Matt Reeves because um, of the uh, he was going to concentrate on just writing the script. But then his personal problems took over, uh, i.e., the the um, the alcoholism, and he had to go to uh, to rehab. So he dropped out of the whole thing, and he was done Batman altogether. And that's enter Robert Pattinson and enter a brand new script, enter the Batman Year Two that we see right now. 
So we weren't going to have a third Batman. It was always going to be Ben Affleck from the beginning. It's just life got in mm-hmm. the way, and and Ben Affleck dropped out, which is why we see uh, the the Batman now. And that trailer that everyone's going ape shit over, uh, and and rightly so. Um, that's only twenty percent of the film. They haven't even finished shooting it yet. So again, that's why I, another reason why I don't like trailers, especially this one, as good as it was. What we saw may or may not even be in the finished product and we had yeah. even and we haven't even seen most of the uh and just like with suicide squad they have a huge cast uh we saw zoe kravitz in there but we didn't see her as catwoman we saw her uh a little bit with a cat mask on but uh we saw a little bit of commissioner gordon but there's also um you know we didn't see a lot of uh penguin but uh john david um uh washington um, is rumored to be playing Harvey Dent um, because the film, uh, the Batman, is loosely based on the the Long Halloween uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. The Batman. That's why there's so many villains in it. Because if you remember the Long Halloween comic book fans, if you're w- listening to this, there was a mass murder every month, and there was a new villain every month. So, in the Long Halloween, you had Bat, you had uh, Penguin, you had um, Catwoman, you had uh, two-face you had the riddler you had all these different um villains uh and so there's more to, again again the movie's only 20 percent done uh with what they have to to uh to work with they brought out the trailer specifically for dc fandom and so they cut they put that together just for this event uh we weren't going to see a trailer for quite a while uh if not for the if not for this pandemic we probably will still wouldn't see it yeah, or, or may have even been earlier because if we would have had our comic book convention schedule, like I would be at one right now. Actually, it was supposed to be here. Keystone Comic Con was supposed to be here this weekend. Uh, it would have dropped, you know, either before that or or this time anyway. But uh, yeah, to yeah. so all to all the Batman fans, uh, the movie's not done. Uh, it's only twenty only shot twenty percent of it, and there's a lot more to it. But I agree with what you say, Fox. We don't need another Batman. But the reason we have one is because Ben Affleck couldn't do it. So oh, there no, would I don't be... mean another Batman. I just mean another, even if it was Ben Affleck. And yeah. Either way, right now, I'm just personally a little Batman You're down. Batman I, down. I, I okay. feel like the other heroes, the other characters with Batman yeah. and cameo. Right I'm, I'm Batman movie out at this point. Oh, I, I think I think that's why you kind of raised an eyebrow, no pun intended, when like Black Adam was like, oh, okay. Yeah, something different. I mean, my, when it comes to DC movies, I'm still waiting on my dream DC movie, which is a horror movie based on the Scarecrow. I at this point, I want different. Give me different characters. Give me different origins. Just give me the whole universe. Just, I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole, give me the whole DC Jesus universe. Christ, that's assault. That's assault on camera. I mean, you just need Superman, Batman with something different to yeah. all of us. It's just, you know, right now, let the other players have their time. Please they, stop yeah. Batman. They did the Scarecrow dirty in the Nolan movies. They he did doesn't wear a shirt. Oh, yeah. He doesn't wear a shirt and tie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, well, he, well, not only that, but the best version of the Scarecrow has been the Arkham games. <laughs> yeah. No, and, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. In Justice Two, he was amazing. Robert in England voiced him in Justice Two. Yeah. Um, and really quick though, because you, you reminded me, because um, you mentioned the, the the long Halloween. Yes. Um, this came out as my fact. 
they're kind of like they did the Dark Knight uh, uh, Returns in a two-part animated movie. We are getting the Long Halloween in a two-part animated movie as well. I really hope they don't do to it like they what they did to Killing Joke. Uh, Killing Joke is my favorite Batman graphic novel oh, of all God. time, and that DVD was absolutely horrible. Um, they got the, uh, the the last but the first part, the uh, the Batman Batgirl love story was just really unnecessary rub me the wrong way. Uh, Fox, to piggyback on what you said, my dream DC uh, movie project, uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern. That needs to be a film. Yeah. Harry says he wants to see Liam Neeson in uh, a League of Assassins movie. Okay. Uh, he also asked, um, he thinks you should carry on with villain movies only, like the Joker. Gotta be better I than the Joker, then. Do, uh, I, I do agree with doing more villain movies. Because the stories of them are so complex. And in order to write a good villain movie, you have to write it where everything they're doing is evil and nefarious, but to their mind, it's yeah. good. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, just to see the, the insides and, you know, what does turn a man, because I didn't watch the Joker movie. I don't need to. I watched, I, I read the book, The Joker. That was all I needed to do. But... I, I think more villain movies need to come out. And with some of the villains, with the way some of the DC villains are, at least, again, it does fall very, you know, horror movie. Can, like, can you see a horror movie based on Solomon Grundy? Oh, my oh, God. Yes. Oh, my oh, God. Yes, yes please. Plus, they're trying to see with Marvel's new mutants. They can do with the villains in DC Universe. Mm -hmm. They had a whole line of DC villains one-shot comics at one point when I worked at comic book shop. I mean, they sold insanely. I mean, there's been talks of the Green Lantern Corps becoming a show, I think, for HBO, whatever. I mean, the Red Lanterns. Oh. Um, the Red, they spew blood! How much, come on, it's right there! Like, you know, this, In, I, mean, uh, I think... I, I think horror... I think horror in the superhero genre is, is something that has to really start DC. coming... DC. You really need to start happening, yeah. definitely. In 1990 or I think 1991, DC put out a graphic novel called The Unauthorized Biography of Lex Luthor, um, where we saw a tiny Lex who grew up rich and privileged, who had his parents killed so he could get their inheritance, and he covered it all up. Wow. And we saw this young man grow up to be this demonic, despotic figure in the rise of Lex Luthor. That was a movie, and it was, a, again, it was 30 years ago. But it was just called the unauthorized biography of Lex Luthor. Someone did a a, a, a biopic about Lex Luthor. He had approved, and after he, the book came out, he had the author killed. And again, he made it all look like accidents. But that his story, that story, is a movie in itself because it's it the way it was done. It's a, just a straight up drama, but a horror film because we saw this little boy from the time Lex Luthor was a, a child was nothing but pure evil and would just wanted nothing but everything for himself. So if we're doing villain movies, just a, the rise of Lex Luthor from a kid to this, you know, it, it, de demonic uh, demagogic figure uh, would be a, a fine movie to explore and, and completely independent of Superman. The unauthorized biography of Lex yeah. Luthor had nothing to do with Superman. It was just a one yeah. kid going to adulthood. I, I'm and pretty they sure. Have to take on more of a. Um, no, it, I mean super quick, super quick. Like when it does come to those, they have to take on a more horror route because of what happened with the movie The Joker. 
in them telling his story and how he became the way he was, it almost romanticized yeah. a lot of what made him a villain, in a sense. And, I mean, his, his defense and his mental health defense, yes, a lot of people were able to relate to, and it sent a decent message, but not the one you were supposed to send. Yeah, you weren't supposed to get that. That wasn't the one you're supposed to get yes, out of it. There, so in, in telling any, like, villain stories, you almost do have to take the horror out to, once again, show that, yes, what they're doing is evil, and only they think it's right. Mm-hmm. You know? Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. I was just saying, I'm pretty sure I still have that one-shot Riddler that they did in the 90s, early 90s. I forgot those existed. I'm pretty sure I still have it on my shelf somewhere. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, any villain backstory would make for a good movie, and just like with DC, like any kind of book, you have a lot of source material. So, um, hopefully, they'll take our advice if they're listening to this podcast. Well, they're listening to us incessantly. Well, definitely. You have something else, uh, Damien? Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is your DC fandom wrap up. But I did jot down something really quick because Craig had mentioned something. He had something about us for Mark Hamill. I did. Thank you for that great segue, Damien. I'm so no glad problem. you. I'm so glad you married that man, Foxy. Great taste. Um, <laughs> my partner uh, and a comic book guru. <laughs> my partner and comic book guru, Rockstar Rob, uh, talked to me today, and he's got his ear to the ground of many different. Uh, tree lengths and tree trunks and he let me know no, that's that, for sure uh in the mandalorian we will see um you might have seen the memes uh, a couple years ago and uh people made some uh, artist connections and uh, uh the dream has become a reality sebastian stan will be playing luke skywalker in hmm. the mandalorian because and it'll be yeah, because the you know, Mandalorian takes place between uh, after Jedi and be- before the uh, the current crop of Star Wars film, but uh, Sebastian Stan will be playing the role of Luke Skywalker. Uh, Mark Hamill mm-hmm. may also have a role in there. I-, I think the original idea was to use the the de aging technique that was been that we've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy two and in uh, Civil War with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and and Ant Man with Michael Douglas. Uh, but it was just too expensive a process, and to have Mark Hamill be in every episode, so um, it yeah. will be Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be Sebastian Stan. And if you ever saw the the pictures of Sebastian Stan and Mark Hamill side by side, um, yeah, I can, the, I can yeah. see him playing a young Luke Skywalker. I sure. look for the look for the meme or look for the the GIF of of Sebastian. I and recall, I do recall seeing it. I, I, I had remember. I remember I had actually sent it, showed you doing. You're like, oh, holy smokes! Like that guy does look like. Mark Hamill, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. Well, it's, oh, yeah, it's, I can definitely. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. It, it, I, I can see it, yeah. It, it looks like him in, in, in the midst of breaking and fixing his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was right, after, right after the car accident. Yeah. That's fucked yeah, up. That was the one. Okay. I, that was, that was, <laughs> they did the Photoshop. They did the meme in the Photoshop. Yeah, but definitely, without a doubt. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't even... I forgot to finish the mandalorian i saw the first three episodes and dropped out and i still haven't gone back yet go back don't tell me what to do go back. i'll go back to that when foxy <laughs> finishes watchman okay well yeah okay, oh, that's a fair that's a fair up. trade fox Look, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest i haven't started it yet i know you have he had went back to work wow so, i know 
excuses excuses <laughs> no this is actually sent like actually quite sweet because we, we watch everything together and during pandemic it was like stay up late do whatever watch this watch that and you oh, know man. he went back to work and i don't feel like staying up if he oh no i i'm like, kidding i get it um hold on a second <laughs> and that was a moment let me oh. let me danny why did we call it the wokeman Am I going to have to get real fucking angry on this podcast now? No. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I had to rewatch the first Moving episode. On, come on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Somebody was commenting. It's it's not an easy start. It is a slow start, uh, Foxy. So you're going to have to do it when you have somebody else with the kids and not have to. It is a slow start. He had to, um, Purple Flavor Trash had to rewatch the first few episodes because they nodded off early. <laughs> <laughs> them initially, so. I don't think Watchmen starts slow, but okay. Well, I, I can't watch anything. It's just me at here with the kids. I can't oh, no. even watch a, a stupid reality show when it's just. I have to be. I literally have to have Damien around to watch. I mean, something. past the initial. Was Sorry. Go ahead. No, but like, no, but uh, there was one time she had to go do the grocery shopping. I sat here to watch a B-rated werewolf movie that was no more than. 80 some odd minutes. She was out for a few hours. I was still trying to make my way through it. <laughs> I think I finally finished an 80 something hour, uh, 80 something minute movie in about four hours. <laughs> it has taken me oftentimes like two to three hours to watch a 30 minute episode of something on my DVR when I'm home alone with the kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's address a few things. Let's. let's... Let's address a few things about the uh, Watchmen. The Watchmen has always been political. Don't like the guy that wrote it initially, but that's a different discussion for another time. Kind of an asshole. Absolutely. Uh, well, not kind of. He is an asshole. Uh, but he is. what we have to... Uh, starting off slow is the incorrect words I would use for that first episode, actually. And I, I will correct that. Because it doesn't start off slow. It starts with a big old slap in the goddamn face. And then you're on for the ride. It does slow a little bit because they're trying to tell so many stories of so many characters that a lot of people don't know about. Because, let's face it, other than reading the book, nobody saw that movie. Uh, <laughs> and and, and the, the TV series takes place 30 years after the movie. Yeah. But 30 it, years after the end of the graphic novel. The graphic novel, yes. So yeah. it is a continuation. So you kind of... I would say it's one of those things that you do yourself a favor to watch the original or read the original and then watch the show, but you don't have to. No. But after that initial scene, that kind of goes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, here's this story and here's this story and here's this story. And then it goes. Well, I, I, Well, I might, I just thought of something. I might have found a little hook that might get her a little bit more intrigued to give it a shot one night. The fashion designer from American Horror Story Hotel. Yes. And he's in it as the one with the hood and the noose. I love him. He's in it. He, the, the, the one from the Watchmen with the, with the hood and the noose around oh, his neck. It's like, not a matter of him. giving the incentive to watch it. We only have Fridays and Saturdays to watch something. Saturday nights, you game, and I have no problem with that, okay? Friday nights, we are either too tired to watch something, or we leave on Metal Mania on MTV, and we fall asleep. Yeah, pretty much. But no, I figured I'd toss that out there, which obviously caught her attention really quick. He's, 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 yeah, he's in it. 
Wait, he's right, Hooded Justice? Justice? Yeah. I didn't give yeah. away anything yeah, there. Yeah, the guy from the We all know Hooded Justice is in it. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw, I guess I saw, like, the quick clip, and yeah, like, you know, he's got the hood off and everything like that, yeah. and I was like, oh, hey, it's the dude from American Horror Story. She likes oh, it. that, man, it's, it's heavy. It's so heavy. I'm talking to Purple Flavor Trash in the chat about it's, it's fucking heavy. If you've ever dealt with any type of racism, Craig, you, you could, you just a slightly, you could relate to it. It's heavy in the, it's, yeah. it's heavy. It's emotionally heavy. I'll tell you that. It's a lot to take in. It's just why, being a white boy over here saying that. Yeah. Well, it's why I got 26 Emmy nominations because, uh, you know, happy stuff doesn't sell like that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of watching things, and this is the last tidbit I have. Um, you gave us breaking news uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, Damien. Before we went on the air, I was told of uh, uh, something. Speaking of watching things, here's another one to add to your list. Uh, at Disney Plus, uh, Black Widow, the other female-led superhero movie uh, that was supposed to come out this year, other than Wonder Woman. Uh, Black Widow will indeed uh, be coming to Disney Plus. With a catch. What? With with a catch. Not only will it be on Disney Plus, but for only twenty nine ninety five or thirty bucks, you can own Black Widow. Oh, that's fine. I don't need to own it for as long, but for as long as you have Disney Plus. So if you let your Disney Plus uh, membership lapse, then you will lose Black Widow. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. So uh. all, so wait a minute. It's only on Disney Plus, and you yep. can't you can't buy it digitally to keep unless you have Disney Plus. Yep. I'll be waiting. There you Sweet. go. Sweet. Thank you very much, Disney. I'll wait for the DVD. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. Foxy, say that again. No, it's just so unfortunate. We've all wanted a Black Widow movie since, like, she popped in on Iron Man Iron Man 2. Too. And it's it's going straight to Disney Plus. That's so unfortunate. We're getting Bill and Ted this weekend. I mean, if we could just—that's true. That's true. If we just get um, Scarlet Scarjo to stop taking roles that aren't—well, I'm not touching that one. Never mind. If she just be quiet yeah, a little bit. Just let let's just be quiet a little bit, Scarjo. I'm just saying. However, yes. In non-DC news, though, that did come out this week. As this week, speaking of politically, uh, you know, oh um, engrossed, I guess TV shows or whatever. Uh, the latest Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, did get the act. Yeah, Penny Dreadful did season. get canceled. Penny Dreadful got canceled. It did. Wow. Uh, yeah. So one of the, um, I don't want to say complaints, but one of the uh, biggest gripes that did come up about it was attaching the name Penny Dreadful to a, to said series, because a lot of people did enjoy this series. They They enjoyed the supernaturalism of it. They enjoyed, well, not really enjoyed the racial parts of it but the, the story no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just the unfortunate part was linking it to the original penny dreadful when they were so leagues apart in terms of story and aesthetic and just all it should have just been its own series without the attachment but it did get the axe after its first official season oh also a big surprise i got the axe a uh, very popular netflix series just caught the axe oh that's Alter right. carbon yeah that's Alter awesome. carbon as well and apparently yeah, that was like a really good. big popular one, and that one just got the axe as well. Yeah, it was a, a critical favorite. Um, 
that one's a, the one the the one act that really got me i know that and this is a, a completely non-comic book related but it has something to do with costumes um foxy um this series is on Comedy Central for six years, and they just canceled it be, I, be strictly because of the pandemic. Uh, Drunk History. Uh, I used to love canceled. that show so much. I still, it won an Emmy, but it won the Emmy for Best Costume Design. They spent a buttload of money on those costumes. When they would do those historical reenactments with the drunk people talking over them, um, that, that cost them some money. So there was some serious coin uh, on that uh, on that that show, that Comedy Central show, was it was one of the more expensive shows on any network. Well, I will say, I say the argument can be made that things are going on right now that are way beyond drunk history that we don't really need it anymore. Yeah, I thought this whole this whole year has been drunk history. Yeah, I was actually going to go a little further and just state how isn't it interesting how things that we're supposed to know about are getting canceled amid all of this. How's that for woke? What are you talking about? Throw it at me. Dan, let's, <laughs> let's cancel anything drunk history that might have to tell us about what really went on in the world when everyone's oh. trying to make up to well, history. Yeah. Or, well, you know, let, let's cancel the show that had to deal with, you know, racism and Nazis in, you know, California back in the day. No, 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 no. We don't want to know about any of those historical points. We should do a show oh. about the uh, Japanese internment camps after World War II and cancel it. Yeah, or, or or call it yeah, baby George Decay. He was there. Yeah, call baby George Decay. Oh um, Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. Oh, I see. I haven't seen any of the Penny Dreadful stuff, but the more I hear about it, the more I think I should watch. It. Yeah, but I mean, but Penny Dreadful, just like Alfred Carbon, was a huge critical favorite, and um, and people is, like us really, really liked it. Really, you know, loved it. Somebody explained. I have a legitimate question, not a gripe, because I don't know. Uh, what is the deal? Why? It, one is the deal. Why is Netflix canceling highly rated, critically acclaimed shows all the time? I don't understand. They want to put up more Tiger King, probably. Oh, fuck well, Tiger King. Actually, money, 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 money. Well, this girl just got casted to play the, the wife. Um, Kate McKinnon just got casted to play the wife oh, on an NBC God. series. Yeah. Wait, what? And Who? Where? Kate. Kate, Kate McKinnon just got cast as a play. The you know, the Carol, oh, Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins. But, oh, but see, no, but see, the thing is, uh, David, uh, Tiger King is getting the Amy Fisher treatment. There's going to be like two or three different oh, Tiger King. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember like three or four Amy Fisher specials. There was one on the, Fox. There was one on every network. There's one on NBC, ABC, yeah. and CBS. Yeah, exactly. You had to choose from all of them, and then you know, so so basically, you know. Say which one you chose to watch, and why'd you pick the Alyssa Milano one? That easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over, over the Drew Barrymore one, yes. Wait, yeah. Drew Barrymore is in it? I'll watch anything with Drew Barrymore in it. Alyssa Milano. It's got Alyssa I believe her. Drew Barrymore is my girl. Me too. Do we, do we, do we have anything that, else? That is, that is the third roundup, man. That That is... I mean, just that was pretty heavy. Unless there's any other tidbits that anybody got it, then go for it. Just want to BS, or if anyone has questions in the chat before we all go. Yeah, anybody got any questions? Shoot them now, because the old timers are probably gonna pass out shortly. I will say for any comic book listeners out here, the two nerd herders, uh, please pick up. Uh, just dropped this week. It was trending number one worldwide yesterday for a short time. Uh, Batman's Three Jokers. Um, the uh, 
it was uh, drawn by the uh, same artist who did uh, Killing Joke, and uh, it's uh, it was written by the. Uh, of course, his name I forgot. I've been talking about it all day, but of course now I can't remember. But uh, Batman Three Jokers is Jeff Johns. One. Jeff Johns, yes. Uh, the uh, number. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Batman Three Batman Three Jokers is for you, uh, Damian. It just dropped uh, this week. It's why oh, I, Rob. I wrote it down. Okay, that's why Rob couldn't be here because he was out getting his uh, one of the seven variant copies of it. I don't but, want uh, every excuse is ever again from Rob. Yeah. Sorry. I actually have a pretty cool Jeff Johns story, though, from a, from a Comic-Con. Go ahead. Um, I, I cosplayed, you know, uh, one Saturday I cosplayed as a, as a Green Lantern and everything like that. And Jeff Johns, of course, was signing that day. And this is when, you know, his whole rebirth of Green Lantern was going on, leading to, and it was like Green Lantern was like the hottest thing DC was doing because of him. So, of course, the line to meet Jeff Johns was like from where his table was to the other end. And I says, Shit, I'm not going to be able to meet him. Forget it. I'm walking down, and I'm wearing my Green Lantern outfit, and they're like that. Who's coming down the, the aisle the opposite way? Jeff Johns. And he actually sees me and goes, hey, that's pretty cool. And I wound up getting my, my meet and greet and my photo for free in my Green Lantern suit. <laughs> you are the man. That, You're the that, man, Damien. There's a bonus right there. That's a win. It's on, it's on my Facebook, too. It's actually on my Facebook. I have to look for that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, and actually, the pictures of the Green Lantern suit is actually pretty cool because I, the way I made it, the, the white part is actually a reflective sticker. Okay. So, on the symbol, whenever somebody took a picture and it flashed, it actually made, it actually, like, it yeah, popped. lit up. It popped with the flash. It was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I got to be just awesome for you while everybody wasted their day waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> they idiots. <laughs> just walk That's around. Right. They got to walk around, too. Yeah, they gotta well, eat. Her, brother, her brother, like, passed by Stan Lee that way and Seth Green in that same con. Uh, he's, <laughs> like, he met Stan Lee and Seth Green at the same con just from walking around. I, w- I walked into uh, Wizard World with, oh, uh, crap, Michael... Um, Guy plays Yandu on uh, and Michael walk, Rooker. Walk, my, oh, I walk Michael in Rooker. with Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is walking into walking to his booth, walk right through the convention center with no one around. No one just had the little pipe, you know, hat on. I just walked right in next to him, and I looked at him and I said, uh, "You ready to have some fun, Mike?" And he looked at me and went, "Always." <laughs> <laughs> and Michael in. Rooker, who is in the Suicide Squad. Yes, another one. Of, that's everybody walks past people and talks to them. I walk past celebrities, I say nothing. Exactly. That's the way they like it. I, I yeah, she 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 had the base the basis for Metallica, right? Uh no, the guitarist. The guitarist. The guitar. I used to work this is only Bill. So I was just a, thinking about this yesterday. Again, sporadic stories, I'm sorry. But it, 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 they're worth mentioning because again, she freezes in front of celebrities like no tomorrow. So I used to work at the Sony building uh, on fifty fifth and Madison Avenue when it was there. And it was the day of the MTV Movie Award, uh, no, musical, the Music Awards, the music yeah. awards at Radio City Music Hall. I used to do them there. So she comes, she comes to meet me, and I'm looking. I'm like, isn't that? She no, goes, I said it. I, yeah. I was looking. This guy was walking towards us. I'm like, is that Kirk Hammett of Metallica? And I went, yes. And he's like walking, and I'm just staring. And but staring. the best part is, the best part is, she, he created a window for her to say hi or I think something. He heard me. Because like. 
So he's walking. He's walking by himself, no crew, no nothing. And he sees her staring and kind of mouth. And he literally looks at her, smiles, says hello and everything. And you know what she does? <laughs> yeah, I, Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I, think, I think it was like, as well, he was at the corner and just kept walking. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, gonna I'm, I'm gonna make. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you feel good, uh, Foxy, because I have a uh, a similar story. Thank you um, for finishing that sentence. Yes. Um, I used to work at a uh, at WHYY Channel 12 in Philly, the public radio, uh, public TV, uh, public broadcasting system. So, uh, we also do the uh the NPR show Fresh Air, out of there, out of that same uh, building. So celebrities would drop by all the time. Because of the unwritten rule in men's rooms, this is what happened to me. I walk into the men's room. I just need to wash my hands. I see a man at the uh, urinal doing his business. I'm washing my hands. The person that was at the urinal walks up next to me, and I'm, I got my head down. Don't make eye contact in the men's room. Unwritten, unwritten law. Just one thing you don't do. The person next to me looks in the mirror, looks at me, and doesn't say anything. And I'm guessing he wants to know if I re or recognize him or anything, but I don't know because I got my head down. I'm washing my hands. I'm doing my business because you don't make eye contact in the men's room. I walk out first, and I see my coworker, David, and I say, hey, David, the person that was in the men's room with me walks out the other way and goes the opposite direction. And David's mouth is wide open. I said, what's wrong, David? He goes, you were in the bathroom with David Duchovny? Ah! <laughs> I wow. guess I was, but you don't make eye contact in the men's room, so I did the exact same thing you did, Foxy. Had I looked up, I probably would have said nothing and just, you know, but yeah, yeah so I you're, not, you're not supposed to make eye contact in the men's room? No. Oops. <laughs> hey. What's up? Hey, man. What's up? Hey, how you doing? How's it hanging? How's it <laughs> See hanging? what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna leave that one alone. And speaking of leaving it alone, have we? Do we? Do we have any questions from our our, our nerd, yeah. nerd nerd them? I um I had a uh, Damien's gonna yell at me, but I had a oh, counterpoint boy. that I wanted to bring up about uh, Harley Quinn and breaking the fourth wall. Okay. And this is from one of our um, and I know you're the you're the other Deadpool, so don't yell at any of us. Um. So apparently she has broken the fourth wall in several uh, episodes and comic books. Uh, she just hasn't been doing it. Well, I, I guess she's been around this long. When did Deadpool come out first? In 1991. God, 1991. But Jesus he wasn't fully, like, he wasn't character. Deadpool. Deadpool until like 2000. You guys were like, 91. Jesus. Um, and Harley Har was well because she was created specifically for oh, the animated the series. Animated yeah, for, she came from the animated series. She'd done it a bunch of times on the animated series and on a bunch of comics, so it is not new to Harley, but yeah. nah. Deadpool's more known for it. I just wanted to throw that in there bef but without getting my head blown off by uh, both sides. Uh, okay. And, not, and okay. not, in a good, not in a good way. <laughs> well, I think more so... When I, when I, it's more so also in the way they were doing it in that movie because it was like literally like you said like when you saw a scene you're like wow that's Deadpool right there like it it's it it didn't come off as her it came off as we're gonna rip off Deadpool like, I well, cannot came off as. I, I like, cannot they, I cannot comment enough about it because I don't know uh, if the cocaine thing is also Harley thing because I've read none of her comic books what what got I what the sim 
so I can't really say. I stopped with Gotham City Sirens, so I can't even base an opinion on what they've done with Harley. Yeah, Jones this is like either. before they've like really yeah. like taken her all over the place. I think she has become the other I think she's become Deadpool for DC and that's why they were able to write it in without ripping like we're ripping off Deadpool. I think it's kind of her thing now based on everything yeah. I'm reading here in the chat and go ahead, Craig. Had Bird to Prey not been a voiceover and not been Harley narrating, this comparison to Deadpool will not even exist. That's, that's true. Uh, that's where the similar. I'll give you that one. From. That's right. Had it just been a straight film, it would she would not have had the Deadpool uh, the the Deadpool comparison. May I say that I've enjoyed I enjoyed both just the same, and I can't wait for more just the same. And I think yeah. Margot Robbie is fucking great as as. Harley, just she's as much perfect. as she's Deadpool. Uh, nope, sorry. Oops. She is Harley. <laughs> she's Harley Quinn as much as Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is, Deadpool. is Deadpool. There is nobody else now. That's it. I agree. Oh, shut up. Take over the show, please. <laughs> well, it's not much else to take over. Again, as I said, if anybody's got any comments or questions, now's, now's the time. That was it. I think we're, I went through the chat. I think we're good. All right. Uh, so uh, do the do your outro, and I'll I'll just uh, go when I'm called until I'm called. Okay, outros. So let's see. First, okay, you can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Viva Foxy Foxy. That is F O X Y F O X X Y and Facebook.com slash Foxy Foxy spelled the same way. You can find him. You can find me on Instagram uh, and YouTube, dvargus802. I'm also on uh, Facebook. Yeah, pretty much that's it. And you can follow all of these things as well as little nerd tidbits, replays of this, as well as live every Wednesday, last Wednesday of the month on Facebook.com slash NerdHerdersRadio. Craig, you go. Me? I go. Um you can find me, Craig Lagon, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Uh, if you like this nerd stuff uh, that we've been talking about, I had no idea for three hours, um, you can also go to my other page, uh, Comic Book Gurus Podcast, my Facebook page. Give us a like if you haven't already. And for old, namely vintage episodes of Comic Book Gurus Podcast, you can find those on WMMR.com or wherever podcasts are sold for free on the internet. You're going to throw it to me? And, have to, and, and, and finally, the man behind the curtain, the one who Jesus. made all of us possible, uh, the one, the only, uh, uh, whose dad is having a happy 60th birthday right now, Mr. Dan Law Calachico. 6'6". Six, six. He's, uh, he's one six away from the devil. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't look a day older, except for the stroke. Uh, you can follow me on... He's fine! He's goddamn fine! <laughs> When your old man is talking to you about his birthday, he takes you into the bathroom with you. He's fucking fine. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and my DMs at DanLaw83. With that being said, hey, Craig, please follow this. Follow suit. We can do this smoothly. You my nerd herder. I'm your nerd herder. Yeah, mine. You're, you're my nerd herder. Mine. And, yeah, you're a minor herder. Mine. Uh, 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 Foxy, you're minor herder. Minor herder. Damien. You're minor herder. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. You're minor herder, man. Oh, thanks. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs>
Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.